Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith mm, and the practice. The only, the only. From a Reformed Baptist perspective, mm. with fun. Mm. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. And guess who's here? Pastor Pat. Pastor Pat's over there. Mm, he's he's studying. Look, he's got, are you got Logos up right now? I do have Logos. <laughs> <laughs> he's working his Logos. He's got, he's got his iPad open. He's got his laptop open. He's smoking a pipe. And uh, he's in baller mode. He's in mm. theological baller mode right now. Get it. Go get it. So uh, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing, you know. Relaxing. How, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, kids, family sick. So pretty good. Yeah, so it was pretty low-key. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did you cook? Did, your wife didn't cook because she was sick. Did you cook? No, she actually helped. She actually helped cook. We made beef Wellington. All right, that's the most un-American thing that you could make for Thanksgiving. You why? know that, right? No, beef why? Wellington? Beef Wellington. Be- First of all, it's bougie, okay? It's it's really... Bougie? Oh, like yeah. Bougie? It's bourgeois. It's like rich man stuff. Oh, I, I get it. Oh, here we I go. Here it. we go. No, I, I know here why you're we making go. beef Wellington. Uh, you probably had, yeah, I get it. Because uh, you probably had some port with it afterwards. No, and I did retired, not. Know. And you retired to the library to smoke cigars <laughs> with the gents after you rolled up in your Bentley that you're driving all the time now. Okay, no, I'm sorry, not your Bentley. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Someone's Bentley. Thank you. Okay. No, it, I, I, we like the Beef Wellington. Beef well, first of all, it sounds like a dance from the 1920s, the Wellington. It's no good. It, oh, don't, it's so don't, good. No, it's not even good. So And I good. bet you didn't even use a wine reduction sauce, did you? No, it was too salty. Mm-hmm. That's right. Don't mm-hmm. even know how to do Beef Wellington. All right, you know what? Maybe if your wife wasn't so sick, she could have made a good reduction sauce. You know, let, let leave her alone. Leave her alone. My she, wife does a She lot. doesn't make the reduction sauce, does she? No, she she did make the reduction sauce. Oh, because yeah. I know that's something that you normally do. Yeah. That's why I was too salty. Yeah. <laughs> Fail. So um, <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about living today in light of the future. So this was a, this was a talk I gave um, at our leadership lab. And you guys sometimes ask, what do you guys talk about in leadership lab? And um, we, we talk about everything. We have uh, people present papers, yeah. lectures, they'll teach. Um, and then I'll teach on leadership in one way or another. And recently, um, I talked about this idea of living today in light of the future, um, and it really is kind of an, an appropriate topic because of well, New Year's Eve is rolling around, and yeah, yeah. people start thinking about resolutions. And you know, we sometimes we make fun of resolutions because they are usually weak and short lived. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the fact that we recognize I need to make a resolution is usually a good thing, isn't it? Oh, I agree. I think it's it's good to know because uh, it kind of gives you the idea like uh, there's something that needs to change. It's taking an inventory of your life um, and mm-hmm. and making adjustments where necessary. Uh, you see your you see your failings and your failures and your your weaknesses, and so that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. the The problem with New Year's resolutions is resolution needs to be a constant in the Christian life, right? We need to be resolute, yeah, and we need to constantly be recognizing our need for change, our need for growth, development, for sanctification, and um, so it needs to be a, a year round way of thinking. And one of the things that really kind of flipped the switch for me recently, as uh, I've been thinking about it, and as we as I talked about it. We have a friend named Paul Maxwell. Now, Paul Maxwell is like this PhD, really mm. smart guy, but he's uh, he's yoked like a superhero. Oh yeah, that dude's built. He's ripped, ripped. He's cut. It, it, he's chiseled. It, oh my goodness! You have no metaphor to use in there. No, do I, you? I can't. There's you nothing can't. you can't. It, it, so Paul, he's stacked. He's stacked. There you go. Pat can do Pat's it. Pat, Pat, Jimmy's out of ammunition over here. You well, yeah, I don't know anything it. about the fit man. Right. Under the fat man. I don't know yeah. the fit man analogies. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he got it. Pat likes that. 
Well, Paul actually started. <laughs> yeah, I got Patty's crying. Wait, wait, here's the thing: if if we can get Pat to laugh so hard he can't breathe, that's a win. That's a win for the that's day. That's a win. Pack it up, Pat. We're done. And it's so early. <laughs> I know it is early. So um, you know, Paul started uh, something called Theofit, mm. um, and you can check it out at, at uh, Theofit uh, Theo dot fit dot church or something like that i don't know uh, it's in the show notes check it's it out the show, the show notes, notes. Yeah. uh and so paul is uh is doing something really interesting and really unique uh anyways you can listen to his podcast and all that stuff one of the things that he said recently that really hit me was you know he was talking about as as though he's a fit guy he hates waking up at 4 a.m he hates working out he hates eating right um but he asked himself a question a while back and his question was if i live today on repeat where would I be in five years? Where would I be in 10 years? Would I be healthier, happier, stronger, better, faster, or not? And the conclusion was obvious to him at that point. He's like, no, I wouldn't. I'd be a mess. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, if I live today on repeat, where will I be in 10 years? In an iron lung, yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. In, in, an iron, in an iron lung, <laughs> diabetes, <like> legs cut <laughs> off. Quit looking at Pat for affirmation. I need to. Stop looking at Pat for affirmation. It was a really good question, and it doesn't just relate to physical fitness, right? Mm -hmm. It relates to everything from mental health to uh, theology and the whole of our spiritual lives. And so the idea is, is we really need to look ahead. We need to live today in light of the future. We're going to be preparing for tomorrow. If God gives us tomorrow, we should be ready for that to the best of our abilities. And so... We're gonna we're gonna kind of just talk about eight different components yeah. to living today in light of the future that will help us. And and the scripture verse that really kind of stuck with me as I was thinking through these things a little while ago was in Proverbs chapter six, starting in verse six. It says, "Go to the ant, O sluggard; consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in the harvest." How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. The point being that um, stagnation or progress are the only really two real two options, right? You're either going to be planning and preparing and working and moving forward, or you're going to become apathetic, lethargic, and this relates to everything in our lives. It is, um, it's really important for us to plan and to look ahead. So keeping that in mind as we're you know, moving towards the end of the year, Jimmy, um, what, are, what are some of the things that – oh, you want my lighter? Yeah. There you go. What are some of the things – what's one of the things? We've got eight of them. What's, yeah. what, what is one of the things – maybe it's, we'll, put it in, we'll put them in order. What's the first thing we need to do if we're going to take seriously the charge to live today in light of the future? I think uh, the first thing we need to do is to take inventory, right? we got to see – you know, how is it like, how are you doing? You know, how are you feeling? How are you living? What are you believing? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so in every, and it, it, so you kind of look at like physically, spiritually, mentally, like where are you at right. in all of life? Right. How, how are things going in, in your faith life? Like how is your faith strong? Are you reading? Are you studying? Are you, are you praying? Do you have assurance? Do you have a, you... a deeper love for God? Right. Right. Like how, how is it going with your family? Right. right. Like how, how are you spending time with your children? You know, uh, are you, uh, encouraging them in their faith are you spending quality time with them how's it going in your marriage right right like are you spending are you doing date nights are are you guys growing closer together are you kind of slowly drifting apart uh how's it going in ministry and then how's it going just in work in in your vocation right right right. these are things you can't really do by yourself 
because they involve other people. You kind of have to discuss this with other people. So you should be discussing right. with your wife. You should be discussing with your elders. You should be discussing with your friends. Yeah. You should be discussing, I guess, even with your employer, just kind of that yearly evaluation thing, right? Like, evaluation, how's it going? Evaluation is critically important. And I, I like that you're saying it has to be done with another person because or other people because we tend to be blind to certain you know deficiencies in our lives. Um, and or we just choose to ignore them. Right, yeah. Or we, yeah, we turn away. We know it's there, but we don't want to look at it. And because we don't look at it, we don't really know what the real problem is, the root problem is. We definitely don't figure out how to fix it. So I like that. So we take inventory of where we're at and what needs to change, all of that. And then secondly, you really do need to define your purpose. Now, uh, as Christians, we know that man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Thank you, Presbyterians. Mm. That is a great way to put it. That's why we Baptists stole it and put it in our catechism as well. Um, We know that our purpose is to glorify and enjoy God in all things at all times. Yeah. But we have to unpack that more specifically where it matters most, right? Think of this in terms of a theological, uh, holistic mission statement. Right. Um, you need to understand what your purpose is in your marriage, not just overall in life. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Uh, not just only in uh, in your faith, but also in your family. Like, do you do you have a clear purpose statement for your family, uh, for your marriage? Right. Yeah. Do you, like, how do you articulate your your purpose as a husband? Right. Is it? Can you say with clarity what is what is my purpose as a husband? Do you, do you know it? Um, I find most most husbands can't right. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, um, c- can you say with a clear conscience like my? I know that my purpose is to pursue the spiritual beauty and joy of my wife in Jesus Christ. That's mm. my, I'm going to pursue that. Um, so you need that in, in your ministry as well, of course, and even in your vocation, like in your in your job. You got to define your purpose, and it's not enough to define it. You do need to define it, but you actually need to memorize it. And you need to share it, right? And this, this needs to be, this needs to become a part of your thinking, your way of thinking, the way that you go about yeah. your, your business. But then, not, I think you also need to share it. Then, and right. I think part of that's just the accountability, right? Like, if you're sharing that with your wife, or you're sharing that with your friend, or with the other elders, uh, with your friends, they're able to kind of hold you accountable and ask, "Hey, man, how's it going in this area?" Right. And the more you talk about it, right, the the, the more it is just a part of your. I mean, listen, it's more a part of your of your worldview. You gotta. You, I'm not talking like you speak it into existence. I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm just saying that the more you think it and articulate yeah. it, the more it becomes a part of you, right? It just becomes more natural. Perfect. Uh, I think next you need to clarify your goals, right? A uh, defined purpose allows us to begin setting goals, you know, where where should we be, right? Like where should we be in five years? And then how do we, how do we begin growing in maturity? Right? Yeah. And I think what's really important here is there needs to be clear, significant, but realistic goals. Yeah, that's really important. That's the hard part for people. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I mean, you talk about Theo Fit. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged in Theo Fat. We, we are all Theo Fat. Pat, we, are you in our Theo Fat club? Pat, we're the Theo Fat. We need, the, we need to join up for Theo Fit. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, well, you know, you see that and you, yeah, but you know, the goal then for someone like me is, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, I'm going to do a triathlon by the end of 2018. Right. You know, like that, that's not a realistic goal for me. Right. Or to say, you know, I'm going to read 100 books or 200 books or I'm going to read all of this or you know what I mean? Like right. you got to be realistic in, in what you're going to do. But or they still need to be significant. They need though. to be significant. Like actually, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to put Joe on the spot here. Um, you know, Joe, 
uh, he's looking all worried. I'm not worried. I'm looking skeptically. Uh, no, no, no. It's actually not making fun of you. It's one of the things I admire about you. Is uh, good looks. That's not it. It's about uh, how you do family devotion time. And why don't you talk about that? Like the realistic goals that you guys have set in place. Um, yeah, well, it's like we're we're like most other Christian families where uh, we kind of suck at family no. worship. You know, it's um, I mean, it, it depends. Like at, at certain times in certain seasons, we've been have we've had kids for six kids for sixteen years. We have four, and so there are seasons when it's awesome and it's lively, and then there are other times when it's drudgery and it just doesn't feel right. And there's yeah. other times when it's non-existent. We're always talking to our kids about the Lord, of course, but. Family worship in and of itself. So what we did recently, uh, a few months ago, was we we just simply said, listen, we, I, I said, we got to make some changes. We got to establish regular patterns. And we're going to get into this later. But I had to establish some regular rhythms. And, and, and to do that, uh, we said, basically, we're going to have de- family devotions three times a week. Mm. Not seven? Not seven. No, because again, it's, uh, you know, that's good. That's good. That's, that's better probably. But, uh, I knew if I said we're going to do seven, I wouldn't be hitting seven. So we did Mondays, Monday mornings, Tuesday mornings, and Thursday mornings. Before I leave, we have family breakfast and, uh, we walk through, uh, a, a theological or biblical concept, uh, that I choose for the kids that day. And it has been just so fun and so fruitful. It feels like maybe one of the best, forms of family discipleship worship that's formal that we've done in a long time. So, but clarifying your goals, Jimmy, like you're talking about, um, you know, it, once you know your purpose, if, yeah. until you know your purpose, it's kind of hard to establish goals, mm. right? So you, you, you put these goals you out there. You want to know where you want to be. Yeah, where do I want to be in a year? And you just kind of work it back. Where do I want to be in a month, right? Like, uh, you know, the, there are small things that you can do, clear, significant, but realistic goals. I like that. Um, we also need to then take change seriously. Right. So, you know, we're going to take inventory, define our purpose, clarify our goals, and then change. Now, the real idea here is to repent yeah. wherever necessary. That's the real idea. Rid yourself of ungodly or even just unhelpful actions and habits and take seriously these new goals. When I say change, I'm not so much focusing on behavior as much as I am heart. The heart needs to change. If you change your habits without your heart, you're going to lose motivation. You're going yeah. to, and you aren't actually going to change just your habits. So the change that I'm talking about is heart change, real change. So guard your heart. You can look at past episodes on that stuff. But the, the basic idea here is this needs to be something internal that's happening to you. And that only happens really by the means of grace. So we want you to encourage that. We want to encourage you in that. Yeah. And you need to uh, establish those priorities, right? Like there's lots of things that we need to change. There's lots of things that need to be adjusted. So you need to prioritize what's the major and minor aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Why is this important? You know, and well, so kind of if you don't if you don't all right. So the reason it's important is because if you don't prioritize, then everything is in chaos. Right. So I have to establish what are the most important things in my life right now. Yeah. Right. So when I do this, and I try to do this once a year, and I think I need to do it more often than that. Um, yeah, so, you do, yeah. so recently I was doing this and I go, okay, the most important things, I'm, so I'm laying it out, my walk with the Lord, my family, my wife, my, my kids, uh, the church, and then break it down even in, into that. So it, concerning my marriage, what are the most important things, right? So I go macro to, to yeah. micro. And then once you've established those priorities, it really haps, helps you to then begin, think, think about the progression here, right? So you've, you've defined your purpose, you've clarified your goals, you've begun to deal with the heart change that's necessary. Now you're establishing priorities, which allows you to then begin to implement rhythms. 
right? You implement rhythms. Uh, rhythms are those regular habits of discipline, right? That, uh, that are going on in your life. And, um, so whether that's like family devotions, like yeah. that's a rhythm, right? So the goal is for my family to be robustly Christ-centered and, and spiritually happy, right? In Jesus. So, um, and so a, a priority is that I will be discipling my kids formally and a rhythm is that, well, I'm doing this three days a week. Here's what I'm doing. Here's the, here's the, here's the form. And those healthy rhythms are like a, a gyroscope, right? Now, uh, you guys know what a gyroscope is, right? It's that, uh, it's that device that has a spinning center and centrifugal or centripetal, I don't remember, uh, force. One of those centripetal forces um, keeps it upright, right? So you know what a gyroscope is. While it's spinning, there's balance, stability, and strength. And that's what those rhythms, those rhythms spinning in your life allow for balance, stability, and strength. So uh, implementing rhythms is going to be really important. Um, I, I feel like rhythms like, you know, you're talking routines, rituals, those things that make up your mornings, your afternoons, your, the, these ongoing habits um, are, are going to provide you with the actual work that you're doing to help you move forward. Um, and I think, you know, you need to be ready to tweak those things. Yeah. I know like, you know, family devotions has changed over the 16 years because we've had two kids and then three kids and then four kids and they're different ages and we're, we're going through different things are going on in our lives. So you have to tweak these rhythms, um, maybe stop some and start others, but Implementing rhythms is absolutely critical in my estimation for living today in light of where you want to be in the future. I think it's important then to start small, right? Like to take baby steps in this, right? I like, ain't taking no baby steps. I'm jumping. Oh, really? How, oh, yeah, I'm jumping. How has that helped? Uh, how's that worked so far for you? Oh, it's been awesome. I just go right to the end and I'm there. It's just I don't play around. Oh, oh really? Steps. Really? Like what about Bob baby steps? Look how it worked for him. Oh, that guy was a mess. That guy was a mess. Joe, I've seen you take your big steps and not take your small steps and then uh, restart over okay, and for, over. First of all, I can't take a big step. And over and over. My and inseam over is like 15 inches. I have, like a, I have a small step. Mm. Uh, I can't take a big one. So baby steps are good. But why, are babe, why baby steps? Why, why start small? Because I think it's, it's, it's easier to uh, swallow an elephant one bite at a time. Huh? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. That's a saying. I don't know. People say that. Pat, people say that. Dumb people say that. No, they don't. Yeah. That's, that's a smart thing to say. No. Anyways, <laughs> because it takes it takes time. It's good. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to be, but you got to go little by little and right. little because it's actually attainable. Right. If you start to if you start off too much and you don't reach that, it's easy to get discouraged and to abandon it and say, forget right. it. I'm out. Yeah. You know, if if, if somebody wants to start exercising, uh, like you said earlier, they don't like. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run, uh, you know, a half marathon today. They say, no, I'm, I'm going to run, uh, and I have a program that's going to help me take small steps, and then I get stronger, then I can take another step, yeah, another step. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then the last thing that we would say is, you know, put this a whole thing on repeat. You got to put the whole thing on repeat. You got to go back and take inventory all the time. Yeah. You got to you got to clarify, you define your purpose. You got to clarify your goals. You got to be dealing with heart change, establish priorities, implement rhythms, and then again start small for the next phase or stage. You know, you you've got to know what your your, your capacity is, your capability is, what your bandwidth is. Right? People use that illustration all the time, and then move forward on that. If you're not repeating these things, and and uh, then you're gonna become stagnant again. Yeah. So. You know, it's you know, New Year's is 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 coming up fast. Um, I don't I don't want I know Jimmy doesn't want any of you guys to just have a a simple New Year's resolution that that is superficial and means nothing. What we want is we want to be men who are resolute, yeah, and who are 
planning for the future by making changes today that honor God and help us to make the most of the gifts that he's given us. So don't, um, you know, don't, don't miss the opportunity to, to utilize something like the New Year's to help you kick this off, but you don't have to wait for the New Why wait for the New Year's? Yeah. Get going now. Like the, there's no magic uh, calendar that, that makes it more beneficial to you. You just need to get going. So I know this isn't a, a profoundly theological, well, I don't know if any of our podcasts are profound, mm-hmm. but um, this is just, is just more of a thinking about, uh, this is more of an episode on, on, on how to think better about making the most of the day that God has given you so that if he gives you tomorrow, you can make the most of it as well. Uh, join the conversation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head out to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for our email blast or you can hit up the store. Sign up for the 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on the Spirit and the Church. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Later.